Hello and welcome to the first ever PPC podcast. Uh, this is the show for Placentia Presbyterian Church. We will be talking about everything PPC in this podcast from uh, where PPC is going, uh, what are some things you can expect, and um, the theme of the week. So the teaching themes, the things that we're talking about here at the church. Some of the things we're passionate about is uh, engaging and equipping. And so we can engage our culture and our community through the show, and we can equip them by talking about the things that we're learning as a church and as individuals. And so this week with us is our senior pastor, Tobin Wilson. Hey, Garrett. And hi, everybody listening. And uh, so he's going to be telling us a little bit about uh, where we're going uh, with our teaching series right now. uh, Last Sunday was the first Sunday of Lent, and uh, we'll be kind of having a theme from now until Easter. So tell us a little bit about uh, what our current theme is, how that came to be, and how that connects us from now until Easter. Great question, Dad. There are seasons in the life of the church throughout the calendar year. We call it a liturgical calendar. It's a different calendar than Hallmark. Hallmark bases their uh, calendar around uh, uh, different holidays. And the church also has a similar calendar called the liturgical calendar. And through the course of the year, which uh, begins with the first Sunday of Advent in the fall, that's really the first Sunday of the liturgical calendar. And then you celebrate the life of Christ all the way through that year. And we just entered into a season that we call Lent. Uh, where we where we anticipate uh, the life, death, resurrection uh, of Christ that leads up that leads up to Easter Sunday it begins with Ash Wednesday technically, and it's a time to enter into you know deeper things of life really um, mortality, um, what closes in on us, and what brings us freedom through Christ and and the importance of the work of Good Friday preceding Easter Sunday. So there's this rhythm of death, wait on Saturday, and resurrection on Sunday. And that's that's a life cycle that we can all live into uh, throughout all the seasons of life, but we really are training ourselves to to look forward to the that moment, because that's really what transformation is about. It's about death to something in the past, wait for the new to come, and that's the hard part for us, we're, we're pretty good at saying no to the past or moving on from the past, although that's a psychological conversation as well in ways that I'm not trained for. But we really have a hard time with wait. We want to get to the party on Sunday. We're great with parties. We don't wait well, and sometimes we have a hard time putting things behind us. So uh, we enter into the season called, called Lent now, and, and we just created this freedom idea. There's a lot of things that are closing in on people in life and culture and family and faith and and all those important things, uh, and sometimes it almost feels suffocating, you know? It's like yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. commercial on TV where the guy's trying to sleep and his elephant sits on him. Uh, I love that commercial. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that. We feel like we're being squeezed. Can't breathe. Can't breathe. And this series is about freedom. How, how can we really breathe in a world that seems to be squeezing us out? And uh, not a be- better time in the life of the calendar of the church year to do that than than these seven weeks. Yeah, I really like that. As a church, we follow and celebrate the liturgical calendar. So last week was Ash Wednesday. And I remember, so we broke up into our, our youth, our students, and we talked about what that means, Ash Wednesday, and, and how, you know, the, the idea of, of ashes is, is a form of lamentation and um, kind of... That's a big know, word. Yeah, <laughs> form of lamenting. Lament- yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, a form of... Uh, of acknowledging the sadness and the grieving that you're experiencing. And so even though, you know, historically, maybe many around the time of Jesus didn't know they were about to lament 
uh, you know, really significantly, but we know that. And so it was interesting to explain to the students how an act of, of grieving and being sad can be a part of a healthy outlook of, of what Christ has done for us and uh, what it means to be a Christian. And so without kind of these significant historical reminders, um, we might just put on this, hey, I'm always happy, things are always good. I know that Jesus comes back um, and he rises from the dead, and we know that, um, but being able to, to as using the calendar to kind of take us back there and feel these emotions, I think allows us to connect deeper. Yeah. So it's a, it's yeah. a great, it's a great uh, night in the life of the church. It's one of the most, it's one of my favorite things to do, Ash Wednesday services. And, and uh, you know, the funny thing about that is it's been around in the church for a long time, but Protestants in the last 10, 15 years have, have really started to rediscover that. And I, right. you, know, you think that you thank the uh, the Xers and the millennials for helping us rediscover that. And it, it it's really a, a time to groan. It's really a time to grieve. It's that's an emotion given to us by God too, and we got to listen to those emotions. Right. Uh, Catholics have have really held that out as a big night for them, and I think Protestants are, and rightly so are, are starting to rediscover that mostly because in our culture we have a tendency to always present the perfect. Right. Uh, and I think one of the I think again one of the other aspects in church life is. Church life is moving from an image of perfection to authenticity and what's life really like for people. And for many people, myself included, it includes a good, healthy dose of what just happened and groans and yeah. laments and sorrow and grief and sadness. And wait, what? Right. And Ash Wednesday gives us permission to do that. Yeah. And I think it's really healthy for the church in the long run and for individuals too. So I think that was cool about this week's message is that you. It, it's from it's called from grown to grace, and you kind of kicked off Lent um, in that mindset of of grieving and groaning. And I think sometimes many church backgrounds we don't we don't approach that until Good Friday service, you know. And so it's it's only a short part. And then by the end of Good Friday, we're already celebrating again. So it's what forty minutes of our life that we're able to kind of acknowledge this uh, these things in our life that we want to groan about. So I think that was a, a really interesting move. So tell us a little bit about this Sunday's message from, from Grown to Grace, and maybe kind of sum it up. Um, if someone didn't hear it or hasn't listened to it yet here on our website, um, you know, uh, how can you explain it in one sentence and maybe tell us a little bit about uh, how it came to be? I just love, I love the title of the series, you know, Freedom. Who doesn't want freedom, right? Uh, the thing with freedom, though, is we, we tend to think of it as freedom from res- restrictions, freedom from rules, and that's only half of what freedom is. Freedom is that, but it's also free from those rules, those things that hold us back, those things that constrict us, those things that close in on us, in order to be, and this is the second aspect of freedom, a different way, or to live somehow differently. So freedom is negative and positive you know, at the same time. So I, I, I just love that title, freedom. Yeah. Uh, and this last Sunday in particular, there's no better story. There's a couple of really good stories in Scripture, but the whole uh, Exodus event, which which is Moses taking the people of God out of oppression and slavery, 400 years actually, 350 years, under the Egyptian pharaoh and the despotism of, of that rule uh, and hard labor, freedom from that in order to worship the living God. Mm-hmm. And that's a great that's a great story. So we're starting freedom. We started freedom with that that initial some of those initial stories in there. And uh, uh, 
really it was all about this week was about in that freedom move from grown to grace right. giving people permission to groan and ironically ash wednesday was the day that there was the recent shooting in florida who wasn't who wasn't collectively groaning right. that day yeah yeah totally and who wasn't collectively sad that day who wasn't wondering that day who wasn't at least melancholy to a degree yeah right and that's real that's authentic that's where people are and it's you know the irony is usually in the church we we only do that on good friday right as if you only grieve one day a year yeah you're only allowed to be sad you can only be sad one day a year yeah once one service (laughs) most people i know they're sad once a day sure yeah you know or something strikes them as what so grown to grace uh is simply that first every single one of us can experience uh freedom from anxiety and it 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 involves two simple moves one go ahead i give you permission to groan uh and groan it not in a grumbling capacity but groan it to the presence of god because then god's grace has the ability to begin to work so that's where freedom starts when when you feel closed in on groan to god because god will already be at work working grace in and through that situation mm-hmm. in your life yeah that's cool yeah one of the things i thought about was um isn't it an act of faith to groan like that god hears you and that he cares and that it puts your heart in a, even though you're going through something really negative and you're experiencing uh, difficulties uh kind of not groaning to God and dealing it with yourself and figuring, thinking that it's something that you have to struggle through alone. Uh, not only does it not allow God to give you grace, it's it's not acknowledging that uh, He's going to hear you and that He cares. And uh, it's a great place to start. Like you're going through negative things, so just start with groaning a prayer of how bad things are to God and acknowledge that He cares and He listens. Yeah, I mean that's great. That's a great reminder. And, and you know, I'm not going to pretend that everybody listening to this is even a person of faith. What's fascinating about the story in in that verse is the people of God were forced to hard labor, make more bricks. Right. Don't stop making more bricks. And it, you know, we read back into it that they groaned a prayer to the Christian God, but in reality, in the text, it it's it's fascinating it it was a groan to any god that could possibly do anything about their situation yeah, so for the listening? atheist out there all you have to do is just just with a semblance of if there is a god that can hear and do something this is for you yeah 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 you know what i mean yeah totally it just gives me a lot of comfort because there's a lot of times i think of life events and i think okay as and i'm a pastor god where are you in this thing right i mean Help me get it, because I'm a person of faith, but I don't get it. Right. I, 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 right now, in this moment, I don't get it. So that was, to me, that's what's so fun and powerful about that text. They just, they didn't even say anything intelligible to another human being. It literally was a harumph. It was a, mm. which is a funny word. Should we say yeah, that together? Yeah. Uh, harumph. It harumph. was a, it was literally a groan from the gut to any God out there that could do something. And then the text turns immediately. Because in the text, it says, and God heard the prayer, heard the groan, remembered his promise, was concerned about them, and I think there was a fourth piece. But in two verses, all of that takes place. It just, it just blows my mind. That's a huge reaction from God, right? It's yeah. Not, it's a, 
he, he you do one thing and he does these four different acts of grace and love yeah we give we give we give a we give a potential prayer with no words and he responds specifically with four actions yeah, yeah. that that are verbs right so right. even in our bewildered state that can't even utter what we're super sad about god responds with these four specific things yeah so, you know so in our in our chaos god's already bringing order with words i'm going to do this right yeah that's really significant yeah and that's something to, to lean i haven't even thought about that till right now so yeah. can i go back because that's even more powerful <laughs> hey, that's what this show's for right <laughs> stuff you didn't get to put in the sermon yeah there's that so thinking about um people who may listen to the whole thing um you know now they're kind of thinking you know this this kind of you know, this makes sense, this idea of praying and groaning, kind of waiting for God's grace. You know, what do you think that kind of could look like in someone's day-to-day life? And maybe someone's listening to this and they're either one of two camps. They feel uncomfortable uncomfortable groaning. Like, I'm a positive, happy person. Like, I have nothing to complain about. I'm, I live in America and people have it so much worse, so I'm not even going to approach that, even when negative things do happen to them. Or there's someone who's like, yeah, I, do I groan? Half the things I say are groans. Um, and those kind of two positions you know, how do we practice this i guess like this significant spiritual act of groaning to god and waiting for the grace what, what might that look like in someone's someone's day-to-day life or week i mean that's a great question i think for those who are just naturally it's a part of their dna to just be really happy joyful glasses half full right. glasses always full right um being able to hold put some boundaries around your glasses always have full kind of thing and allow people some space to groan. Hmm. Just other people. Other people. Yeah. Allow some space for other people to groan. Um, so there's, there's that move. For those that tend to be more my glass is empty right. kind of people or half full it's kind never of people. Been full. It's never been full. I'm a victim kind of thing. Um, you know what? Your story's not over. This moment is a moment even though you can't articulate in words everything that you're groaning about, God's already able to articulate God's response. Hmm. So it's a moment. Your story is, is not over. It's just a moment in that story. Hmm. Um, God will work to do something miraculous and different and beyond your wildest dreams. And that's that's what's so cool about the story because we get the benefit of being able to read the whole story and right. we're just holding this moment of the story out. But God's going to do something that nobody would have expected mm-hmm. and would have seen, foresaw, predicted, any of that. You can take them out of this this place and give them a new, give them a new name, give them a new identity, which mm-hmm. is fascinating, mm-hmm. give them a new purpose, give them right. a new call. It's just, and it's just, wow, are you kidding me? So I think there's hope for both types of people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something joyful about, if you're always happy, being able to create space for someone to honestly lament and walk with them in silence. You know, so hold off all your, all your cheesy little moralisms. Right. Because you know, we aren't God. Let God be God. Yeah. And that's the part that, as Americans, we don't, we don't do that well. Right. You know, the, the weight piece. Yeah, we tell That's them that everything's going to be okay. Your God did this for a reason. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I, I know I don't believe that. Right. I think God will work in this thing to do something amazing, but I don't necessarily believe God had a reason for it happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
That's why we groan. Yeah. Yeah. If we groan, it would sound like we're disagreeing with God if we believe that he causes everything. Yeah. You know, and, and the Israelites are a good example of, of their situation where, uh, you know, God, they were there. And uh, by many accounts, they were there because of some of the things that they did and their decisions. But instead of being angry or ignoring it, uh, they went straight to God. Yeah. Who could do something. Yeah. So um, any other thing that you wanted to touch base on? Um, you know, I know that in ministry, you're already working on next week. So you're like, man, I don't want, if I revisit this, then uh, I'll never uh, put it down. Um, but maybe, maybe how it ties into, uh, into next week a little bit or something, this might be a stretch, but tonight uh, we have our midweek worship on, on Wednesdays. Uh, tonight is a uh, peaceful protesting. I'm going to get speakers speak yeah. on that. I don't know. That sounds like it could be groaning. That might be a stretch. But uh, what else would you like to share uh, with all of us about Grown to Grace before we end today? I, I, I just think don't be afraid of, of Grown to Grace. Um, those are two words that typically don't go together uh, because we're so, we're so happiest place on earth driven and oriented. Uh, but, it, but the but that's a paradigm that can be appropriate for almost every area and aspect of life, whether it's relationships or finances or God or work or portfolio. You know, there's, there's always an aspect of grown, yet that's not the final story. Uh, there's, there's room for grace, too. But don't be afraid of the groan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The groan's a part of the grace. Without groan, grace isn't as deep and meaningful. Right. So almost in a sense, the deeper... You al- one allows themselves to groan, the more profound and transformational, inspiring the grace, in fact, can be. So you know, then you go to a, a thing like tonight, which is which is peaceful protest. It peaceful protest starts with with a groan, with a this this isn't right. This yeah. shouldn't happen. It's it's it begins with it begins with a very very deep individual and more often than not collective groan and uh, you know. V- Groans that are left unvoiced lead to violence. Groan, groans that are voiced uh, lead to constructive transformation and change. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is, there is a theological and spiritual cadence that works in life that for grace to really happen, groan must precede it. Mm-hmm. So you groan, and then the grace comes in as God mobilizes people to say enough or no more or hmm. we're listening to the groan and we're responding and it's no different than God saying I hear you I remember this I'm concerned and I'm going to help right no, I think that's I think that's significant. People really, and I, when I deal with young, younger people here in our community, you know, it's when these bad things happen. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not uncommon to say, "How could God let that happen?" Yeah. And and we often ask students, you know, to what are some questions you have about God, and um, that's top three. You know, why why do bad things happen? Why do bad things happen to me and my family? And um, I think looking at this is kind of a a slight paradigm shift or even a theological view of who God is, is that he, you know, these things happen and it's your opportunity 
to groan to God and so that God can fill that with grace and give you grace. If if great things happen to you all the time and you never had an opportunity for that, then then what does God's grace look like to you? How would you experience it? You know, it's it's uh I think we can connect more, especially to Christ in this time, when we experience opportunities to groan. Because that's some of the things that Jesus was going through was opportunities that he was, you know, groaning or unsure of how he would possibly get through this time. And um, the more we can connect with that, I think the more we can enter into this this time of Lent. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us in our very first podcast episode. Very first. This is cool. Yeah, isn't this fun? Yeah, thank you. Uh, Yeah, I hope... uh, Hope we can uh, consistently just film, I mean, record some of the things that we are dealing with and thinking about, and uh, hopefully people tune in. So do I. It sounds great, and uh, thanks for putting it together. We're in, we're we're live in the studio right now, and uh, and I know there's people listening out there as well. So hopefully you found some. You know, one other story. Yeah. And then we can wrap it up one more time. Um, so when I was a kid, I used to watch. I loved TV, and so I'd come home from school, and I'd turn the TV on. My mom used to give piano lessons, and. I'd get home from school, and I used to watch things like, when I was a real young kid, Sesame Street, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Right. And what's so funny is I've, since Sunday, I learned that Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, is going to receive his own stamp. Hmm. He's getting his own stamp. Now, Fred Rogers, for my age, was, is kind of an icon. In fact, when I was in college, we named our college floor Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, that was yeah. kind of our funny little That's fun. goofy way to create a sense of team and unity, right? And uh, But I'll never forget as a kid, this is... A lot of decades ago now, um, something tragic happened, and he was doing his thing with his sweater on and posed the question to the audience, which is supposedly made up of kids like me. Right. He said, if you want to know where God is when bad things happen, look for the first responders, the people running in while everybody else is you know, running out. It's, hmm. it's even in the midst of groan, there's always an aspect of God's grace at work. That doesn't soften death. That right. doesn't alleviate mental illness. That doesn't alleviate people that fall through the cracks. It doesn't alleviate all the complexities of, of everything that's involved in this. But even in the midst of a groan, if you're looking for it, you can find grace. So the challenge is, what are you looking for? Are, mm. you, looking f- are you looking for perpetual groan? Right. Or are you looking for freedom from a perpetual groan that's legit and realistic? And in the moment, it's the right response. But hu- as human beings, we still have to move forward. Uh, and moving forward is choosing to see the grace of God at work, even in the midst of horrific tragedies. Mm-hmm. Because you can find both those stories right. if you look. So the challenge today is, which story, it's more of a question, which story are you most prone to look for? Hmm. Only the groan or the grace in the midst of the groan? Right. No, that's great. And uh, I think that really helps us understand the movement Right. Yeah. From growing to grace, you you recognize both, and you and you look for the opportunity to look for grace, and then you can move. You from. value each of them for the unique role that it plays in the human experience. Right. Well, thanks, thanks again uh, for coming to to be on our thanks, podcast. Man. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, well, people will tune in next week. All right. See you then. Okay. Bye. Peace. Bye.